it's a good thing I have a shorter message today because the fact that I know it's New Year's Eve, everyone's probably already thinking about what they're going to do tonight, what they have to do in order to get ready for tonight. So I'm going to keep it short just for that sake. But uh, I just want to remind you of a few things and hopefully get you to think about some things as we enter into 2024. I mean, Cammie has already said it, 2024, I'm expecting big things out of God, right? He's expecting big things out of us, but we're expecting even greater things out of Him. So the title of this sermon is going to be Ask, Seek, Knock. Now, if you've ever been to a party before, almost any time of the year, but especially around Christmas time, you've likely seen a charcuterie board. Now, Maybe you don't know what a charcuterie board is, or maybe you can't pronounce it, but a charcuterie board is generally, it's like these meats, cheeses, nuts, fruits, whatever, on like a butcher block or a cutting board, and so they just have this way of showing up at parties because they're really accessible to people. Now, why am I talking about a charcuterie board? Am I just hungry? Possibly. But when I began to put this sermon together, I felt like it was just a mismatch of all these different ideas, and I kept being frustrated, Lord, what are you trying to say? Because it's not that you have to have a message for 2024, but I just want to be open to what God wants to say and what he's sort of wanting to see in us. And so I just was driving home one day and I was praying. I was like, Lord, this just all seems like a lot of different stuff. It all feels very separate. What are you wanting me to focus on? And I heard the Holy Spirit say, it's Alan. It's like a charcuterie board. They're all different topics, but once put on the same plate, they all work together. So we're going to just talk about a few pieces, and hopefully by the end of this, we get what God is wanting to say and how we're going to move forward in this new year. Can I get an amen? Can I get a louder amen? All right. So Matthew 7, 7 through 8 says this, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. 2024 is the year we're going to ask, we're going to seek, and we're going to knock. Amen? Luke 11, 1 says this. In Luke 11, in Luke's gospel, he recounts in chapter 11 the same as what Matthew says in verse 7. But Luke includes a little more context. Matthew 7 is actually a response to a question asked to Jesus about praying. So Luke 11, 1 says this. It happened that while Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John also taught his disciples. Verse 2, and he said to them, when you pray, say. Now, when I think about this question, I don't believe that they had never seen anyone pray before. I don't think that's what was going on. Even before I was saved or you were saved, we saw people pray. I believe that the disciples noticed and saw a difference in how Jesus prayed. See, they could feel a difference. There was a connection, an intimacy, a relationship with the one Jesus was praying to. See, I believe the real question was, how do we connect with the Father in the Spirit? See, I believe they saw a difference when Jesus prays as opposed to when the religious leaders prayed. They could see that it was something different. See, the Greek word is didasko. It means to teach. Actually, it has a connection to relationship because the goal was to impart truth. 
And we know when you're trying to impart truth, that requires time, right? Time establishes relationship. Teach us to pray. Their eyes, their ears, and hearts saw a difference in how Jesus prayed. See, their hearts cried out for more connection with the eternal God and not some dead religion or formality. See, when you have a relationship with someone, it's evident. I can remember when I first started visiting this church when I was three. I'm just kidding. I'm a little older than that. So when I first started coming to this church a long time ago, I was visiting. I was, I don't remember it in my mind, but I, I remember it in my being. Like, I remember it in my, my spirit and my soul. I remember coming to, to one of the services, and people were praying. They were um, talking about Jesus. There was just something that I noticed was different about them. It changed the way I felt the relationship with God was to be and just church attendance. See, I was just going through the motions. I had no idea he was the lover of your soul and that you could fall in love with him. And it was just evident. So once I got a taste, a glimpse of the real Jesus, the real thing, I wasn't satisfied with where I had been. See, the disciples knew there was a deeper level than just praying or reciting some words. He was showing them relationship. Matthew 7, 7, 8, I'm going to read it again. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Now, every time I go to the gym, I put my bag into a locker, and I put this combination on the locker. I want to keep myself secure. I want to keep it where no one else is able to take this stuff. See, this lock is a combination of three numbers. And only when those three numbers are in the prescribed order will the lock open. And that is when the lock will unengage. See, I can then access what's in the locker waiting for me. Now, if I try the numbers in any other order than the prescribed order, the lock won't open. Now, sometimes I spend a couple minutes because I don't have my glasses on. And dear Lord, I want my vision back for reading. So sometimes I stand there and I roll it back and forth and I think it's close enough. Close enough doesn't open the lock. See, close enough doesn't open the lock. See, there is a combination that you must do in an order to unlock to get access to what is already waiting for you. See, my bag is waiting in the locker, but I must turn the combination in the prescribed order in order to unlock to have access to what is already there. See, three numbers given to a sequence, but they must be in the sequence set by the creator of the lock. If I don't put it in that order, the lock will not open no matter how frustrated I become. I can get upset at the lock. I can be upset at the manufacturer. But ultimately, the problem is with me because I wanted to do it outside of the order given. See, that's how we treat God. He gives us the order for our benefit. He gives us the solution the actual combination to open what is shut, but because we want to do it in the order we feel like is proper, the order we've determined is best, we stand there and demand he open the door. But we've got the order wrong. It says ask. Ask comes from the Greek word aito, meaning to ask, request, petition, and demand. It implies demanding something that is due. 
Hear me. It's appropriate to ask God for what we need. This is shown clearly in Hebrews 4.16. It says, we are instructed to come boldly before the throne of grace in our time of need. I'm going to list off these scriptures. I'm not going to, you're not going to go over them all on the, on the screen. I just have them up there so you can, but this is what the Bible says about asking. See, there's something about us opening our mouths and speaking. See, it's not that God doesn't know what we need. He knows, but he wants us to agree with him. And that means more than just thinking a thing, but we say a thing. It's time we say what, we, what he's asking us to do. First John 5.14 says this, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Matthew 21, 22. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. James 4, 3. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. That's about checking your motives as you pray, wondering why is the answer coming through. It's because you're wanting it for selfish reasons, and God doesn't answer selfish requests. He answers those things that line up with his will, so get that as a fact. John 14, 13 through 14 says this. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Ask, 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 ask. In 2024, ask the Lord of what you need. He is waiting for you to open your mouth and ask Him for the things that you need. He knows you need them, but He's waiting on you to make a demand on His presence, a demand on His glory, a demand on His anointing. He is saying, if you will just ask, I will do it. But you've got to ask. It's like asking for my beautiful wife in marriage, but not asking her. You didn't understand that I wanted to get married? Oh, I didn't say it? You must ask. You must ask. John 16, 24 says, Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, you will receive, that your joy may be full. That your joy may be full. Ask. He's almost begging us to ask. How many other ways can he say it? Ask, 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 and you will receive. Yet we don't ask, or we ask hastily, or we ask selfishly because we want something out of it. But we must ask according to his will. But if we ask, it says he will do it. Next is seek. So we first ask, then we ask, and we ask, and then we seek. Seek comes from the, the Greek word zateo. I'm sure I'm butchering these. Meaning seek in order to find out. What this conveys is a concept of searching for something hidden. Really what it means is to investigate a matter in order to establish an answer. Cops, when they, they're going to a, maybe a murder scene, what do they begin to do? They begin to put all the pieces together. They search to find the, the culprit. See, there's an investigation we must do, and that is in his word. We must investigate his word. We must pray what he's telling us to pray according to his will. We must ask, but then we must seek out the scripture for what he may have already said concerning the situation. Sometimes we're asking for something, we're seeking for something that we don't think is in the, the word. But if we go to the word, the answer is simply there. But we don't bother to seek out the word for ourselves. Someone do it for me. I'm guilty of that. Whatever they say, great, I'll take that. 
But are you seeking out the word for yourself? In 2024, I'm admonishing you. I'm encouraging you. Seek the word and find out what he said about you. Now, a lot of this group over here, they're in the word amazingly. Let me just encourage you guys. I was with them. It was a beautiful thing. With them at a coffee shop. I'm yapping because, you know, led worship. I'm tired. But then all of a sudden I look around and there are four Bibles out on the table. Vic has four Bibles by himself because he needs a translation for every one. And I just thought, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like, I can remember a time when I was just like that. And let me just encourage you, y'all are spurring us older people on. Okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm older. I don't know how that happened. But I'm just saying, don't stop, keep going, keep seeking, okay? That's not to say they're better than y'all or anyone else. I just love the fact that they're encouraging us to get in the Word, because when they get in the Word, ooh, I want to get in the Word more. Because then they asked me a question. I didn't know the question, so I didn't know the answer. So then I was like, oop, ask Julia. She probably knows. So then I was like, oop, I better get back in the Word a little more, because I'm like, these kids have questions, and if I don't have the answers, who's going to answer them? So I'm like, get in the Word. So that's a word for us for 2024. Get back in the Word. Come on, let's investigate to find out a matter. And thirdly, we're going to knock. Knock comes from the Greek word. Oh, krua. I, I, I swear I practice. Every time I have, I practice words and I get up here and just forget them all. Krua, meaning to strike. It means to knock, to beat a door with a stick to gain admittance. See, we could also say that we should knock loudly and keep knocking. See, the stress is on how often and persistently we should approach God with our needs. We don't just knock on the door once. When I'm going to someone's house, I knock on the door until they come and answer the door, and then they open it up and let me in. How many times do we just knock once and say, well, God didn't answer my question, but he's saying, I need you to come and knock and come and knock and come and knock. Do we know the reason why some things take longer to be answered? No. Do we know why? But he says, just keep asking. Just keep seeking. Just keep knocking. See, in the original language, it was intended to mean a continuous continuous act, not a one-time thing. And sometimes we think if we ask once, we're good. If we, if we come seeking once, we're good. If we knock once, we're good. But the Word says, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, and it will be open to you. Epicenter Church, come on, let's ask, let's seek, let's knock to 2024 and see what God wants to do. Because there are people in here who need healing. There are people in here who need breakthrough. There are people in here who are, are, are suffering in, in habitual sin or, or, or whatever it may be. And God is saying, just ask, seek, and knock. He has spoken over Epicenter Church, a healing revival. We didn't say it. He said it first. So if he said it, we must agree. So as a church, we must decide that we're going to ask, seek, and knock for the healing revival that he has promised us. Can I get someone just to agree with me this morning that in 2024, we're going to press in for the, for the miraculous. He says, ask. So what we're going to do is ask for the impossible. It's the, the impossible is what you cannot achieve on your own. If you can achieve it, it's not impossible. But we're going to ask for the impossible. We're going to ask for cancer to be gone. It's not right that cancer left his body twice, but the Word of God said he would. So we declared healing, and Pastor Easy is cancer-free. Twice the enemy has tried to take him out. But we declared healing, and he walks as a whole man. God is able to heal, and he is willing. And if he'll do it once, he'll do it again. And if he'll do it again, he'll do it again.
We've got to change our mind about how he moves. We've got to change our mind about how he heals and that he wants to heal. We've got to change our minds about what he wants to do. We've got to align with the word. What we align with is our circumstance. What we align with is what our past has predicted. Our past tells us you prayed once, you prayed twice, you prayed three times and they weren't healed. But God says, ask, seek, and knock, and the door will be open. I don't know why, but if he asks us to keep doing it, then we just keep pressing in. I don't have to question why. I don't need to know why. I just trust that his word says if we ask, he will do it. And if we knock, the door will be open. So someone in this room, if you need a door to be open, then you've got to ask, you've got to seek, and you've got to knock. Because people need a miracle. And some people are waiting on you to bring that miracle to them. See, it's not just for you. It's for others too. It's time we press in in a body and seek him for what he has spoken. We're fools to not pray for revival, healing revival, when he has said it. He has established for this church. Doesn't mean we're better than anyone else. We're just, we have a different calling, a different mandate. He has spoken over this church that we are going to have a healing revival here that will affect Fort Bend County. So we better line up with that word and we better start praying accordingly. Because if we're not, we're out of his will. We're being disobedient. I hear, do you hear me? We're not praying for revival and healing. We're being disobedient. The rhema word of God said that we're going to have a healing revival. So we must agree with that. So we must keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. Ask, and it will be given. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. So we're going to knock on the door of revival. We're going to seek him. We're going to investigate and search his word out. But that's going to take us to renew our mind. Renewing your mind is paramount to a successful Christian life. You can be slain in the spirit, speak in tongues, you can prophesy. But if your mind isn't renewed, you will struggle to overcome a lot of things. I found this one website that listed 81 scriptures about renewing your mind. And for some reason, the Lord always gives me messages about renewing your mind, probably because I was bound by my thoughts bound. I was paralyzed. I was paralyzed in fear and guilt and in shame. So I know that how your thoughts can dictate your life. Your thoughts can lead you down paths that you should have never gone down. Thoughts can cripple you. So I know that the battlefield truly is in your mind. We, we don't need a raging devil to stand before us and tell us, see, he just plants thoughts in our minds and then our minds, we, we begin to war. But I'm telling you, we must renew our minds concerning all things about God. See, renewing your mind isn't just a one-time thing. It's renewing and renewing and renewing. See, I believe in our own lives, we've, we tend to believe whatever happens in life, well, that must just be what God intended. But I'm telling you, that's a lie from hell. See, he never intends or wants bad things to happen to you. But we live in a fallen world, and things do happen. But hear this. There is one who is able to pick up the broken pieces and put you back together. We must have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. In the Old Testament, it talks about the mind, and it uses three words to really bring the concept together. And the three words are reins, kidneys, and spirit. What do those have to do with each other? Well, this is what the words coming together really gives us a picture of what our minds are. Reins. What do you think of a horse? 
They control, they lead, and they direct action. Kidneys and our, and our physical bodies have two critical functions. They filter out and eliminate all the debris and waste from our blood. And two, they control and regulate the amount of blood flow into our bodies. The third word used to describe our mind is spirit. Now, spirit is the life source or the power source of our lives. Our spirit resides at the core of our being. So just to sum that up, our, our minds guide us, they filter out debris in our lives, and our minds regulate and control whose life or whose blood will be lived in our souls, God's or our own. See, our mind is not just our brain, our conscious thoughts, our intellect or our reason, but it's a whole process that begins with the spirit and then ultimately put into action into our souls. We must allow our minds to be transformed. The mind must be renewed because the mind is used to operating according to what has been established. See, there are responses in us that are so natural. And we just effortlessly make that choice because we, it's what we're accustomed to. It's our natural response, but we must have supernatural responses, not natural responses. Here's what one scientific journal says about the brain. When you initially learn something, the pathway or connection is weak. But the more frequently you think a particular thought, the stronger the pathway becomes, forming an automatic habit of thinking. That's what they call brain training. I cannot stress this enough. If you don't continually allow your mind to be renewed by his word, through prayer, truth has a very tough job of becoming rooted because it doesn't have a place to be established. Do you hear that? If you aren't continually renewing your mind, truth has a very difficult job of being cemented in our lives. So my challenge to you this year is to get back into his word. We need our minds renewed about what his word actually says, his nature, his desire for our freedom, healing, prayer, breakthrough. He's called us to a victorious life, but how many can say, I live a victorious life every day? We need to get our minds renewed. We need the Holy Spirit to illuminate so that we can discern what is truth. I'm going to end with this. The third thing God spoke to me was do unto others, real quickly. I don't need to spend a lot of time on this. It's pretty straightforward. The, the, the Holy Spirit is just saying, commit to this year to do unto others. Do something extraordinary and go outside of what is ordinary and reach out to others somehow and in some way. He will lead you. Matthew 10, 7 through 8. I'm going to end with this. And as you go, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the, those with leprosy, cast out demons, freely You've received, now freely give. Can you stand with me? So my challenge is, you, is as you go, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you received, now freely what? Freely what? That's right, amen. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word that changes us, that shapes us. God, we want to become conformed to the image of your son, Jesus. Father, I thank you for renewing our minds concerning prayer, concerning revival, concerning healing. Father, we just set our minds to asking, seeking, and knocking for those things that you have said, God. 
Father, we just are foolish enough to take your word at face value. We believe your word is true. God, we stand on the the promises that you've declared over us corporately, individually. God, I thank you that you you are moving, God. And Father, we just set our eyes back on you. We look to what you have said, and God, we shall ask for those things. We will ask for the impossible, God. We're going to ask for the impossible, God. We're going to believe for the impossible. We're going to seek out your word for the impossible things, God. And we're going to knock on the door of revival, God. I thank you, Lord, that you have set that before us, God. And so we have the winning combination. We're going to ask, we're going to seek, and we're going to knock, and the door shall be open. I declare that over this ministry, over every person in this place. I declare open doors in 2024. I thank you, Lord, that we will be mindful of what you have said. God, we will not rest until we have seen your promises made fulfilled in this place, God. You have done it on several occasions. We have seen mighty miracles, but Lord, that's just a glimpse, a foretaste of the things that you want to do in here, God. So we turn back to what you have said. We look in no other direction than what you have said, God. That's the place we go back to. The last thing you said, God. So we bless you, Lord. We love you and we thank you for 2024, God. We can't wait at the end of 2024 to recap all that you have done. God, I just thank you for just breaking outside of every norm, God. We bless you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray and everyone shouts, amen. One more time, amen.